2: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah.
0: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
2: Who do not recommend listening to this episode after midnight?
0: Welcome to How Did We Get Weird.
2: So Jonah, before we get started in our usual story, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping for our listeners. And I've heard other podcasts call this housekeeping before, which is why I picked
0: it. Yeah, it was interesting. Not a term. Yeah. Don't take this the wrong way. Not a term I really associate with you. Housekeeping.
2: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I would say I'm kind of a messy person, and it, uh, I understand that. But anyways, here's here comes some housekeeping. Does it sound natural? Like it doesn't. It sounds. It's one
0: of the most unnatural things I've ever heard. Just housekeeping. Housekeeping.
2: We're gonna do some housekeeping.
0: Yeah, that sounds better. Better. It's better. better.
2: So we are off for the next two weeks for the holidays. But in lieu of our regular episodes, we will be airing some absolutely incredible appearances that we made on some other hilarious podcasts. Next week, we will be airing the episode of Stradio Lab, who we had Sam and George on our podcast to talk about Eminem. We will be airing an episode that I did on their podcast of Stradio Lab where we talk about first day of school outfits. Okay, And then the following week, we will be airing an appearance that Jonah and I did on the Amber and Lacey, Lacey and Amber show, who you may remember from when they did our podcast and we talked about rolling down a hill in a barrel. (laughs) Who could forget it? Who could forget it? Now, next week, George and Sam will be airing the episode that they did on our podcast. And the following week, Amber and Lacey will be airing the episode that they did on our podcast. Again, rolling down a hill in a barrel. But first, we're doing our holiday episode right now where we would like to talk about the film Gremlins.
0: So you might be wondering why we're talking about Gremlins. Well, this is... An extension of last week's episode we had on the hilarious Andy Samberg, and he was talking about movie themed serials. We spent a lot of time focusing on the Gremlin serial. And then afterwards, Vanessa and I were looking for a Christmas movie to discuss or a holiday movie and Gremlins, 1984 classic Christmas film. It just so this is kind of an extension of last week's episode in a way.
2: Yes, but we have a lot to say because we're really excited to talk about Gremlin. Gren- Gremlins?
0: Gremlins. Yeah. So, Vanessa, do you remember? Watching this movie, did we watch this as a kid? I mean, I think it was okay. on TV and stuff, right?
2: Yeah. So it came out in 1984. So I was three years old, and you were five years old, right? So I don't think that either of us, like, neither of us saw it in the theater. That would have been absolutely irresponsible of our parents,
0: right? I'm not really talking about in the theater. I'm talking about on TV, like TBS, the edited version, right? Maybe. Right.
2: I remember I exactly. Think so. I think like what you're saying. It was always on TV, but when I watched it yesterday, I realized I've never seen it the whole way through before.
0: Same, same. I realized that too. I hadn't and I had never watched it on purpose. I feel like I had only kind of seen it on TV while like channel searching.
2: Yeah. And and Jonah, I think you and I talked about we both had a similar feeling about it, which is that it even as kids, it felt very scary to us.
0: Yeah. And it's considered, you know, we can get into a comedy horror film. It's directed by Joe Dante. Yeah, it's basically this kind of weird amalgam of movies where it's like a horror movie, but it's kind of for kids, and there's kind of like cute, funny parts, but then parts of it are like legit horror movies, scary, like people dying.
2: Yes, yes, totally. (laughs) So let's get into it. As you said, Jonah, Gremlins is a 1984 American comedy horror film directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus and starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, and a bunch of other people, including Howie Mandel providing the voice of Gizmo, which I did not know.
0: I never in a million years would have guessed that that was Howie Mandel as Gizmo.
2: Who is the main Mogwai character. And basically, the story follows a young man who receives a strange creature as a pet which is Gizmo the Mugwai, which then spawns other creatures who transform into small, destructive, mischievous monsters that all wreak havoc on a whole town on Christmas Eve.
0: Yes. And so that's what Wikipedia has to say about it. <laughs> you know, for us, me and Vanessa kind of watched it both last night separately. Uh, yes. We haven't talked, we haven't discussed it yet, but um, no. If you haven't seen it in a while, we can kind of break it down for you. And basically, it starts out. Opening scene, the dad is in some kind of eastern sort of uh, Chinatown type neighborhood.
2: Yes. He's in Chinatown and he is an inventor.
0: He's an inventor and he's got this thing in the bathroom buddy.
2: Yeah. And he's sort of in the Chinatown store to buy a Christmas gift for his son, but also to kind of like try and sell the owner of the store on his bathroom buddy.
0: Right. So he's he's there and he's looking for, you know, the perfect gift. He's been looking everywhere. You know, this kid takes him down to his grandfather's store. He's looking around. And so he hears this, this sound, gizmo singing. Basically, is like, oh, this is like the perfect gift for my, my, my kid, which is like so weird because it's like, you're going to ship this, you're going to take this as luggage across the whole country. Like,
2: right. Well doesn't seem like the,
0: the best gift to fly with.
2: Well, do you think he's out, you think he's out of town? You don't think they just like live in a suburb of New York and he's oh, like in Chinatown. Maybe you right. That's maybe. how I took it.
0: I got the sense he was on like a business trip.
2: Interest, like he travel. Right, he does travel for work to sell his. Yeah, inventions. I got the
0: sense he was like somewhere far right. away, looking for a special gift. I um, see,
2: I see what you're saying, because I guess it really does look like they're in the suburbs where they live.
0: Yeah, yeah, but anyways, wherever he is, he gets, he wants this, and the owner says no. You know, it's you have to be really responsible. And basically the the grandson kind of sells it to him on the side.
2: Yeah. Now, it, it, here's this is where this sort of starts. And I guess this is a theme that's throughout the movie. And I guess it's on purpose. But the guy sees the little gizmo, the little mogwai, which is, I guess, it's like a cute little creature as a mogwai. But anyway, but it's like a new species of thing. And the guy is like not that, like, he, wouldn't you be like, Oh my God! What is this? And wouldn't you also not be like I should go take take this thing home and have it as my pet, like this new species that's never been? I just feel like there's not a ton of shock, and I think the reason he discovers him is because, and this is something I forgot about Gizmo, which is very cute, is that Gizmo sings a lot. The yeah, Mogwai sing singing. a
0: lot. Yeah you're right it's there's a vibe in this movie where finding a new species of animal is just like kind of a normal thing like it's not like it it doesn't happen every day but it's it could happen
2: yeah it's like like, yeah
0: yeah (laughs) like you could go to a store and like it might not be just a bunch of old like color me bad cds at at like one of these stores it would be like a new species of animal and that would be cool but not out of the yeah not that weird
2: yeah, it just feels like the dad is sort of like he's so not weirded out that he's like, I'm ready to take this home and take care of it and live with it forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so he he gets a magui, comes home, the son is is Billy. So Billy's Billy's having some issues with his car and his Neighbor, so this neighbor character, like, hates anything foreign is sort of the vibe you get, because he keeps being like... Oh, uh, right. The right. neighbor
2: who's who's like, he's like, he's this like xenopho- Xenophobic
0: neighbor, and the, the guy's xenopho- like, oh, I this forgot. car is... is and it, it's almost like there is this, like, I almost got a sense, like, there was some kind of, like, social commentary happening about like, almost, like, xenophobia or, like, I don't know, maybe I was just reading too into it, but, like, how, the, right. how maybe, like you know, I don't know exactly what the gremlins represent, but it was sort of showing how, like, there was this kind of, I don't know, xenophobic kind of, like, small-town suburban attitude, and this guy was kind of, like, the representing it. And I'm not exactly sure how it fits together, but I think there was a reason, I would think.
2: Yeah. So this kid can't go to work because his car isn't starting, so, and the neighbor's like, it's because it's a foreign car, and then he eventually decides to walk to work, but he has to take his dog with him, and he's, uh, he works at a bank. and Yeah, Phoebe- wait, and hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Because this
0: is the most incredible part as a dog owner. He just takes his dog to work off leash. <laughs> like, yeah. I would be yeah. terrified to do this. They're going through intersections. And this dog, to me, the dog's name is Barney, I believe. Yes. I got to say, this dog is so cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we can get into Gizmo later. Uh, but I yeah. think the, cu- the cutest animal in the movie is Barney.
2: Well, I think you and I both had like this memory as do probably most people familiar with this movie of Gizmo being like the cutest thing in the world. But right. I just think that technology has come so far since 1984 that Gizmo to me was cute but looked so robotic because that basically that's what, yeah.
0: basically looks like ET, like a baby ET.
2: Well, yes, and there's and Steven Spielberg produced both of these movies and I do right. think I'm that, aware of that. A, and and as we read well, I'm telling our listeners. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry. Because if you're telling okay.
0: me, I know Spielberg did okay, okay. E.T. got it, got it,
2: got it. But, but I do think we did read that there's some inspiration. Uh, like, some some of this movie was made because of the success of E.T. So anyways, he takes this incredibly cute dog to work, and then... And Phoebe Cates was so popular then, wasn't she? Yes, yeah, so I believe
0: this is post-Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was obviously like yeah. a huge movie. And so, yeah, I think she was popular. And it said somewhere that this guy, Billy, I think, was not a big actor. And 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 it read somewhere that they were cast by Spielberg because of their on-screen chemistry.
2: I did think they had a lot of chemistry, I have yeah. to say. And I forgot how beautiful she is. She's just like such a, she's like stunning. I just want to say that.
0: Yeah, and so she also works at the bank.
2: She also works at the bank, but she also <laughs> works at her dad's bar, which we'll get to, or her right. pa- her family's restaurant slash bar okay so they're at the bank and he's working at the counter and this woman comes in who has wicked witch of the west vibes like she's yeah, very or similar like
0: scrooge scrooge kind of scrooge, scrooge kind of
2: vibes yeah, yeah and she's exactly humbug, she, she is a real vibes. scrooge type she's the, yeah,
0: the bank owns a bank or she's she some,
2: owns the bank later they say like she her husband she owns all this real estate she's like a landlord and all of these like People, like sort of poorer people, include or people who can't afford their houses, including maybe Billy's family later, are like, can we get an extension on our yeah. like? Payment? And she's very, you
0: know, she's very, you know, she's like talks down <laughs> to them. She's like, no. Oh, your your dad's a jerk, or you know, like your parents yeah. are she's a like joke. A cr- <laughs> you know, and then the crazy part is like then she keeps like threatening to hurt his dog.
2: Well, yeah, it's like she's such <laughs> a they, she's such a huge bitch and she's like evil. Like she comes in the bank and she has this where Billy's working and she has this Santa Claus like head from this big ceramic Santa Claus and she's like, your dog jumped into my lawn and broke my ceramic Santa Claus and so now I'm gonna fucking kill him. Basically, that's what she says. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy's like, don't kill my dog and she's like, I'm gonna kill your dog and he's, she's like, when you're not looking, I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like hang him up and kill him and it's like, that is insane. It's also yeah. like, It seems that,
0: yeah. That's like not cool. Yeah. And it also seems like a huge overreaction because he broke your ceramic Santa. It's also
2: like, don't have like a ceramic Santa outside. Put it inside your house if you want it to be...
0: Yeah, or it's a snowman, but also like you don't seem into Christmas at all. So who has a ceramic snowman outside their house anyways?
2: Yeah, it's it's such a bad way to display your art. Yeah, so... To put it outside if it's so fragile. By the way, I also want to say on her way into the bank, somebody is asking for an extension to to pay their this woman with her son. They're like, we just got new jobs, but we can't afford to pay. Can we just have one more month we asked your husband? And she's like, no, you have to pay or whatever. And I think they do that to paint her as a bad guy even before she gets into the bank. But it's right. sort of like her threatening to kill a dog. I think that's all you need.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I think that's true.
2: I think you're right. Then he gets home from work, and that's when he's presented with oh, right. the the gremlin. I mean, excuse me, the mogwai, the mogwai. Yeah, so
0: he gets a mogwai.
2: And again, like, not that, he's like, oh, it's so cute. Like, he's not like, what the hell is this? Like, why does it sing? Why is it a totally different species? (laughs) Why does it look like a robotic puppet? Sorry. But he's, again, I'm not being critical of the movie because I do think that at the time this probably looked cool. I remember it looking cool, but... He's just not that shocked about it. Right. And then Corey Feldman comes over, who's his little neighbor. <laughs> and he shows it to Corey Feldman, not playing himself. He's playing an, a neighbor character. And then Corey accidentally spills water on it. And all of a the sudden, these little fur balls start coming out of its back. And they hatch into more little mogwais. But these mogwais are sort of more mischievous, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Corey Feldman. By the way, just announced he's going on tour with Limp Bizkit. I believe this summer. So
2: whoa, okay. This, yeah, this is making me feel like, are we gonna get some? Uh, could he play like the dad in a new Grandma's or something? Okay, I I don't really have that many thoughts about it. Yeah, but ex- other than good for Corey Feldman, really happy for him.
0: Yeah, I will not be there because not my kind of music. But okay,
2: okay. Anyways. Billy multiplies. There's a ton of mogwais in his house now, not just Gizmo. He tells his dad, his dad, who's the inventor, is like, oh, my God, this is something we should sell. Like, this is awesome. Like, we should probably sell these as, you know, a um, a new product, which is like, again, nobody's, nobody's like, this is a new species. It might be an endangered species. Yeah, this is a new
0: species that... Uh, That reproduces in a completely (laughs) new way that's never been observed in the the world.
2: Well, Billy actually does think about that, I think, because he takes Gizmo into his... Oh, no, he takes a different Magwai into his science class to his science teacher. And the science teacher's like, cool, I'm going to do a bunch of experiments on this. And you're like, oh, okay. He's
0: like, I'm going to do a blood test on it. <laughs> I'm going like, to do a blood
2: test. Maybe you would a- like
0: call the government or something, not like a high school blood. <laughs> like, first what kind of thing
2: I would do is call the government. I yeah, think. like
0: where where are you sending this magwai blood to? Like, what lab is going to be like? like oh probably yeah, this
2: amateur science teacher is the right person to <laughs> yeah. to address such a serious new species. So, mm-hmm. anyways, basically, what happens is the mischievous. Mogwais at Billy's house, they kind of eat through the cord that connects the clock to the, like they eat through the wire. So the clock is no longer connected. It's no longer ticking. And so the Mogwais are acting really hungry and he's like, okay, it's not midnight yet. Oh, we left a a really important part, which is when the dad gets Gizmo from the store in Chinatown sort of illegally from the grandson who agrees to sell it to him without his grandpa's knowledge. The grandson says there's three rules. One is he doesn't like light. The second one is don't get him wet. And the third one is don't feed him after midnight. Right. So obviously we know why you can't get them wet, which is that they multiply into more mogwais. But we don't know why you can't feed them after midnight yet. But what happens is, the mogwais mess with the clocks. Billy feeds them after midnight. Simultaneously, the professor, <laughs> who just did this blood, we watch him do this like sort of blood test, take blood from the Magwai. He leaves his like.
0: He leaves a sandwich out. All of the all the Magwai's eat. They all yeah yeah. Metamorphosize the that, yeah. Into, They all metamorphosize into these slimy. Pod things and then they all become evil gremlins that try to destroy the
2: whole town. It's kind of trying to give it a little more excitement. But yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they turn into gremlins and then they start terrorizing everyone. The first like really terrible, brutal thing that happens is at the school, the professor goes to like get something, like he puts his hand in some sort of area to try and find the mogwai with his hand and he doesn't know that it's turned into he can't find the gremlin or something it's turned into a gremlin and then you see that he it's like there's like a lot of people putting their hands in places not knowing what's behind like you know or in a mailbox or something and then not being able to get their hands out and then with this professor billy discovers him later and he's like on the ground completely dead (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Mogwais, Yeah, they're like they're
2: gremlins now. driving
0: cars into people's house. Oh, that gremlins. Excuse me. They're driving cars into people's houses. They're attacking Billy's mom. Yeah, basically, they're just going all over the town, wreaking havoc, including the local bar,
2: including the local bar. Now, here's the thing that was interesting about the choice they made with the gremlins, it's not like they're in other movies where you just have monsters that are just like, they're not like zombies. They're not just trying to like, get you and eat you or whatever. What they do is like, they're really into like, kind of being prank, like pranksters. Yeah. So at one point, the real estate kind of wicked witch of the West woman, she's coming down the stairs in one of those seats that slides down the stairs. And instead of them coming up to her and just attacking her, they rewire her chair so that it's at, like, double, triple speed. And then she just flies. She flies up. When she goes to go up, she flies up and she flies out the window and dies.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're mischievous. They're pulling all kinds of pranks. They're
2: doing a lot of human things, it, which leads us to the bar, Jonah. I, I think the bar yeah. is kind of the
0: and they're they're basically just getting drunk and partying. And Phoebe, Cates is like like sort of like trying to give them drinks and get away.
2: Yeah, it's sort of weird because with all other humans, they're sort of partying partying and doing pranks, but at the same time trying to kill the humans. Whereas with Phoebe, Kate's, there she's I think because she's the bartender and she has access to like you know, the taps and all that stuff, and she, like, knows how to use all that stuff. They're sort of just accepting drinks from her, and whenever they come up to her, she gives them a cigarette light or a drink, and it sort of breaks from the logic of gremlins, but then at a certain point, she does sneak out of the bar. But it is funny. I, I noticed, like, there's a, um, you know, there's a gremlin. All of a sudden, they have all of this sort of human-like clothing and character sort of outfits, like there's a gremlin that has a top hat on. There's some women gremlins with like a lot of lipstick on. There's gremlins, you know, they, they sort of take on all of these, um, flashy, like sort of human, I don't know. It's it's funny. And I guess that's the comedy of it is that they're sort of, they're evil killer creatures, but they also are sort of funny because they take <laughs> on these human personas.
0: Yeah. And then speaking of logic, uh, <laughs> Phoebe Cates explains why she gets depressed around Christmas. Ooh. And this, this I think, is one of the most bizarre choices they make. <laughs> so yeah, so I read like they weren't sure if they were going to keep this part in, but yeah, at one point, you know, Billy keeps asking her why she doesn't like Christmas, how can you not like Christmas? And eventually she's like, well... You know, my father disappeared on Christmas Eve and then we couldn't find him. And then I was by the chimney and the smell really hit me. And we found out my dad had been stuck in the chimney for five days pretending to be Santa Claus and he died.
2: But it doesn't make sense because they say that he had all these gifts and he was on the roof and he slipped. But like, how do you slip into a chimney? Is my issue, like... It's and you think thing, he would be
0: kind of like yelling or like trying to get help?
2: Yeah, and also the only way to slip into a chimney is to already be standing on the chimney. So I think he—I don't think he was trying to get into the chimney. I, okay, she made it sound like he had all these gifts and he's on the roof because, and then he slipped and he fell in the chimney. It's like is was the chimney? That's not how architecture works.
0: Right. So now we understand why Phoebe K does which, not like couldn't christmas my... which is pretty which is pretty understandable i would say
2: but couldn't you have just said my dad left on christmas and you'd be like okay
0: yeah i mean it's a, yeah i don't know i mean he ke- he keeps asking so it's like you know he finally gets his answer um, yeah he gets
2: his answer that's what happens when you're nosy yep
0: and then so yeah just to wrap things up cuz i feel like um you know we can get th- we have a lot to get through here basically yeah. they take over the town they all go into the movie theater and watch snow white and the gremlins—that uh, is, the gremlins—all yes. are watching Snow White. They apparently love Snow White. I, I don't know what kind of cross promotional thing this was with Walt Disney.
2: They're showing the actual Snow White yeah. movie in yeah. it, which I was shocked by. But
0: yeah, good luck trying that these days. You're gonna pay <laughs> Walt Disney tw- twenty five billion dollars. Your, your movie's yeah. not gonna get off the cutting room floor. Okay. But uh, so they rigged this thing up. They they blow up the movie theater and kill all the gremlins except. for... So
2: there's one more gremlin that got away and it's stripe it's the leader of the group and he's in this mall and so they go in there to kill him and basically he almost kills them it's really scary at one point stripe is coming at billy with a chainsaw yeah which i thought was
0: he's got a chainsaw billy's got a baseball bat and he's sawing through the bat and billy's just holding it up and then luckily you you go
2: really weak chainsaw that it takes such a long time for him to get through a wooden baseball bat. Yeah,
0: so it's taken a long time and then you got Gizmo in a little Barbie car driving around and Gizmo eventually is the one that pulls the light open and it gets Spike, and Gizmo's the one kind of that saves the day.
2: Yes, yes. They're back at the house, everyone's okay and the original owner of the store in Chinatown takes Gizmo back and he tells Billy maybe someday he'll be ready to own him.
0: Yeah, he says the dad wasn't ready, but he says maybe someday you will. Because Gizmo wants to say goodbye to Billy. It's like, yes. "Yeah,
2: bye, Billy." Because they can kind of
0: speak, but like sort yeah. of, it's kind of unclear exactly.
2: Yeah, and then Gizmo wants to say something to Billy. Did you understand what Gizmo was saying? Because it's just like he says,
0: "Bye, Billy." I think he says, "Bye, Billy."
2: Oh, I didn't get
0: that. I had the captions on, so I think yeah.
2: Oh, gotcha. So the okay, captions he says can, bye. Can Billy.
0: translate? Yeah.
2: I thought he maybe said, I love you, but he said, bye, (laughs) Billy. He wanted to make sure he said, bye, Billy. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. And then there's like this voiceover that's like, you know, next Christmas or whatever, be careful, check all your cupboards, check under your bed, check in your bathroom, blah, blah, blah. And it says, because there just might be a gremlin in your house. And that's the last line of the film. Yep. Pretty freaky. Yeah. Yep. Well, so
0: that's Gremlins basically from start to finish.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you
0: haven't seen it, you, you probably don't even need to see it now because you basically have just <laughs> heard the whole movie. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with some fun facts about Gremlins. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series.
2: back. And so, Jonah. Now, should we talk about some of the research we did on this on this incredible? Yes. Film?
0: So, yeah. So, this was a big hit film. It was uh, the third highest grossing film of 1984, which is a big one. And so, um, you know, Warner Brothers really wanted a follow up. You know how these studios are. Something gets big, they want to follow <laughs> it up. And finally, it took six years, which is a long time.
2: Yeah. Because the director didn't want to do it, right?
0: Yeah, he didn't want to do it. And then, so 1990, Gremlins 2, the new batch came out. Not as popular as the first one. I don't remember actually seeing this one. I thought about actually watching it last night too, but it just felt like too much Gremlins. <laughs> but yeah, and apparently there's been rumors for basically the last 30 plus years about a Gremlins 3. There was, um last year, uh, Max has an animated series, Gremlins Secret of the magwai so they came up with this cartoon but um yeah there still has not been a gremlins 3
2: yeah basically yeah yeah i think i read something that said if this hbo max animated show does well that maybe that would help them kind of have a more of a reason to do a gremlins 3 but yeah it hasn't happened yet and i don't know i don't know if it will
0: i found an article from collider and it says that uh it says there's been some other stuff. You know, there's a Mountain Dew commercial that, that reunited Billy and Gizmo. And then there was a talk with Zach Gallagher in 2021 where he said, I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time anybody asked me about Gremlins 3, I'd make Bill Gates look like a pauper.
2: Okay. This is
0: okay, uh... You know, there's just speculation about what it could be like if they make it. I guess every few years there's sort of this rumor that they're gonna make it. I guess Warner Brothers bought gremlins three dot com at one point. So I think they've been trying to do it, but it just has not come together personally. I, I think we're good, right. I-, I don't think we I don't think we need a gremlins three. I-, I don't you know, like right. Think about it. If you're like, I mean, we were so young when this movie came out. If you were born, If you're under 30, I don't know. I just don't think millennials are going to be like, oh, we got to go see the new Gremlins movie. It's like, you know, Billie Eilish is on the soundtrack. It's going to be so cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Billie Eilish, really your go-to Gen Z person. I do think if they did another one, it would be interesting. It would probably be so scary because it would probably, they'd probably do such a good job with the like CGI stuff of making the gremlins' puppets look really real. And it would probably be really scary.
0: Yeah, but I think that also you'd have to want to make it like for kids, but then you want like adults who like right. grew up with the movies to be. I feel like it's got to be too many things for too diff- many different types of people. And that's probably why they haven't been able to nail it.
2: Well, you actually bring up an interesting, fun fact about this movie, which which I read in some of the research you did, which was that... This movie is partially responsible for the creation of the PG-13 rating and that basically Steven Spielberg had this movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and those were both rated PG at their release and people were sort of mad they were like these are too violent they're too scary to be PG movies and he sort of he didn't want them to be our movies because less people would be able to see them so he sort of it says in these both of these articles, it suggested to a friend he knew or something <laughs> that there be a new rating that's between PG and R and that, and therefore the PG-13 rating was born.
0: Yeah. So this is an article from Mental Flaw. Some other fun facts. The original Gremlin script written by Chris Columbus was much, much darker. Yeah. This says earlier scenes included the Gremlins eating Billy's dog, then decapitating his mom and throwing her head down the stairs. Spiel- I'm
2: so happy that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, that's
0: really good. I mean, it's already pushing the envelope. But Spielberg, director Joe Dante, and Warner Brothers were all in agreement they should tone down the gore in order to make the movie more family friendly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems way too much.
2: It seems like I it would have turned the movie in a way that, like, any kind of like comedy they did with having them dress up as club owner club kind of people or or any kind of fun pranks they pulled it would take kind of it would kind of sour all of that
0: yeah so you got that we already talked about howie mandel is a voice of gizmo which is
2: so funny it's so funny to to because he never really yeah but yeah interesting, interesting interesting yes yeah
0: The film was originally scheduled for a Christmas release, but then Warner Brothers realized they didn't have a summer movie to put up against Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or Ghostbusters, so it moved up the release date. And Kremlins performed well just behind Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So, wow, 1984, big year for movies.
2: Big year for movies. And, And another article that you showed me, Jonah, was saying how a lot of parents took their kids to see it because the way that the trailer was initially made for it they showed the gremlins and the mogwais doing cute things and funny things but they didn't show any of the violence in the trailer apparently yeah Maybe that's because it was initially rated PG, and so then all these families were, like, so mad because they were t- people were taking their kids to see the movie, and they were like, there's so much violence in this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a violent movie, for sure. Um, this I feel like this is a thing that would happen. You know, Mom did. She, um, she bought me that book when I was a kid, the Jim Carroll book, The Basketball Diaries. Right. Which is, like, actually, like, a book, like, mostly about drugs and stuff. Okay. But I think mom was like, oh, Jonah likes basketball.
2: Right. And I remember right. reading
0: it. It's a classic book, great book, but uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't, I, I don't think mom bought it for me knowing, I think she just saw the word basketball. So I think, Right. Yeah. Well, if
2: you, also Basketball Diaries sounds like he wrote like, I did pretty good at basketball practice today. Right. But tomorrow I'm hoping to get so <laughs> many hoops. Like Sure, probably, sure, sure. Yeah. But
0: now it's like people do so much research then I feel like it's harder for right. that. like now people are like on TripAdvisor being like, Are are the ribs at this place good? Like, uh, some you know, <laughs> someone thought the ribs have too much sauce. We shouldn't go. It's like, okay, dude, just just try to go out and, and eat a rib and we don't need, you know, you don't need to research it for two weeks.
2: Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. Now, Jonah, do you have any other thoughts about Gremlins? I'm trying to think if we have any other fun facts other than TBD on whether there's going to be a Gremlins 3 keep your eyes open for that yeah
0: uh, yeah I, I mean I guess it's just I feel that the it's just such an interesting movie to me watching it now just from a genre perspective right because it's so many different genres it's so hard to figure out who this movie's for and then you know like we talked about with Andy I think it birthed all these other movies like Critters and, like, Chucky and all these movies that were kind of, like, these yeah. cute things that are actually really evil and scary. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and all
0: those movies were terrifying to me, and I, as an adult, still don't want to watch any of them.
2: Oh, I I never saw any of those movies, and still, like, the Chucky stuff, whenever I would see those commercials, I'd be so scared. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Yeah, I'm very uh, not into scary stuff, but... It is. It's a mix of genres. And I, I would say that I enjoyed it. Like, I, I do think it was kind of fun to watch it, but it just is so odd. Yeah, it's... Like, it's almost a movie you should watch when you're high or something. <laughs> well,
0: it's like, it, it is, you know, so the movie is almost like 40 years old. It's easy to sit here now and be like, uh, like, actually, it's not really that scary. Or like, the special effects are so bad. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, yeah, but it's 40 years old. You know, so it's like, yeah. uh, for the time wow. and the period, I think it was good. I mean, uh, uh, the acting, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, to me, I guess the, the the my two takeaways are like, A, Gizmo, not as cute as I thought it would be. And B, um, this movie is ways kind of more gory and scary than I remember it. I always thought of it as kind of more of like a cutesy kids movie. And I didn't yeah. realize it was more of like kind of a legit horror movie in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What are your takeaways, Vanessa? You.
2: My takeaways are similar. I, I remember thinking it would be scary when I was a kid, sort of, because I was scared of any kind of monster type thing in anything. Right. And it lived up to that expectation that I did find it to be scary. Um, I also thought it was kind of an interesting swing that the gremlins do so much human-like stuff and that they really tried to like push the comedy of the gremlins personalities i kind of appreciated that i just felt like what is going on
0: yeah (laughs) but yeah
2: enjoyed it i would be interested
0: but that this is such a hollywood thing for the 80s and like 90s because it's like can you imagine like you have a movie like barbie or something and then they're like all right, we're going to do Barbie 2, but it's going to come out in 2029. It's like... Right. Come on. Yeah. Never You you never would wait six years to do a sequel to a movie that was a big hit like this.
2: But to be fair, nowadays, every movie is like a remake of something from That's 20 true. years ago or That's 30 true. years ago. That's true. There's not a ton of new ideas. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay. Right?
2: Now, Jonah, do you have a favorite Christmas or holiday movie? Hanukkah movie, maybe? Uh,
0: not really. I was thinking about this. You know, Christmas Story was partially filmed in Cleveland, so that's. I know, I know. Have you ever seen it? I've seen, I've seen it on TV, and then I feel like I feel like the house was in like Tremont or like Ohio City. Yeah, I feel like people have pointed the house out to me, maybe or something. Right, but. No, and then, like, Die Hard, I know, is, like, every year, like, like people think it's, like, really clever to be, like, actually, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and, like, it kind of is, I mean, I would say it probably is, you know, about as much as Gremlins is, so I think it's valid, but it's also, like, right. yeah, we get we get it, but I actually watched Die Hard recently, like, a month or two ago, not for Christmas, just uh, just because I hadn't seen it in a while, and uh, so you yeah. can watch it year-round. Yeah, yeah, That's a cool totally. thing about Die Hard. Totally. Uh, but I don't really have a favorite one. I don't know. Uh my my wife Vicky really likes the Sufjan Stevens Christmas album, so we listen to that. That's got some good Christmas covers on it. But I don't really that's about as far as I get into it other than other than being you know, decorating the, the tree and that kind of stuff. Uh Vanessa, what about yeah. you? You have any Christmas or holiday movies that you're a fan of?
2: Well, I really like The Holiday, the rom-com The Holiday. I think that's Probably, I was trying to think of what is my favorite. I was in a Christmas movie oh, right. called Office Christmas Party. It, I guess it would have been nice if you would have said that. I, that
0: was a great. I remember I went to the premiere of that or a screening of it. Yeah, in New York. That was that was a really funny movie. I actually kind of forgot about that. That's okay. that's my favorite Christmas movie.
2: Thank you, Jonah. Yeah, that's so nice.
0: And there was something like. There's a photo of us on your desk in the movie or something. Oh,
2: yeah. My character plays this sort of frustrated woman who's a mom. And she has a picture of her kids. I forgot about that. She has a picture of her kids on her desk. And I used a picture. It might be the picture that we use for our podcast. And I put that picture on my desk. I don't know if it ever got on camera because a lot of the camera angles are facing the. Yeah, desk, I think not it did. From my point of view. I think it did. It did. I think if you if okay. you if you
0: freeze frame it, maybe you can get it.
2: Okay, you'll see a picture of you and me in the what a what a fun Easter egg right? about a Christmas movie, yeah. Jonah.
0: Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So that's my favorite. Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. And you know what? I'll say it's my favorite too because I loved getting to do it, and um, honestly, it's where I got to meet Jennifer Aniston. So
0: right. And Jason Bateman. I Jason mean, what a, Bateman. It was, and I
2: also got to do that with Kate McKinnon, and we were both on SNL at the time, so we got to go together from SNL to film that movie in Atlanta. And yeah. And it was really fun. We just had a really fun. Stick
0: time. around, because, you know, next year's holiday episode, we might get even more in-depth about Office Christmas Party.
2: Yeah, yes, we might. We might get Randall Parks, like, yeah. so many fun people. In yeah. That. So.
0: <sighs> Can't believe we're almost through this episode, Vanessa.
2: It's so sad because it, once we're done, it means we'll be on a little hiatus.
0: Yes, that's true. So right now, we're going to do a little segment called Change.org. <laughs> change.org? Where we comb Change.org, looking for various petitions, and then we vote on the one that we would sign the most. I can kick us off if you'd like. Okay, sure. This first one is called Share the Wealth Santa. This is a holiday edition of the game, in case you haven't guessed that. This one is made out to Saint Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, and it says, Santa gets to use magic to deliver presents to good boys and girls all over the world every year. Yeah, that's great now, but why don't we get some magic, huh? I mean, I don't have an army of elves to make me toys, so I probably won't be doing that, but I could use some Santa magic too. I think if Santa was a real saint, he would give all of us a little bit of magic for Christmas for me to use in my daily life. Also, what's up with that army of elves he has in the North Pole? Santa's running a business over there completely unsupervised. I think we need a few inspectors to head over there to make sure the elves are getting paid their fair share and the workplace is up to proper code. This one's got 14 signatures. Vanessa, what do you think about Santa sharing the well?
2: I think it sounds like it was written by Vivek Ramswami. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. We need to send someone up to ruin Santa's workshop and make sure everything's up to code. (laughs) Sorry, I just don't, you know... Yeah, Um, I get it. I I don't know. I don't quite understand. (laughs) I think this is, uh, you know, obviously I go, I get really mad at these petitions where I think people are trying out their stand up. Yeah. But especially, this is so unclear. Like, I guess what this person is asking for is, they're saying Santa uses magic to deliver presents. Right. Which I guess... The magic, like the sheer, like flying in the sleigh and all that kind and of doing, stuff. You know, and giving
0: all, everyone presents on the same night. Sure, that's magic, for right. sure. Right,
2: when it's every kid in the world. Yeah. Okay, and this person said, that's great now, but why don't we get some magic? I don't have an army of elves to make me toys, but I could use the Santa magic. Like, th- but then they don't say what they would use the Santa magic for. So it's like, I would love it if this person would specify, what are they saying? What are they specifically saying by Santa's right. magic? Right, right abilities fall under santa's magic specifically that they are into and if they had those abilities what would they use them for otherwise why am i gonna sign your petition
0: yeah i'm with you uh Like, if you want magic to, like, pass your history test...
2: Yes, exactly. Try
0: try opening your history book and doing some studying, too, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe this person obviously hasn't been a great student, because if they were, they would know what they should put in a petition, I think.
0: Yeah, so it's unclear what they want, and then, you know, wanting to go in. I get what they're saying about making sure that that's the elves you know the workshop's up to code uh you know i i, I don't uh, know this feels even for change.org even as like a joke <laughs> this feels like to it's a stretch it's a stretch it's it's a, it's, stretch. It's, it's a it's a little too much. Like you're already presenting an unclear, totally unrealistic argument and then you're like trying to put weird like labor laws into it for the North Pole and it's just, it, I think it's, yeah, it's not it's not so, landing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not landing. It's yeah. not landing. I agree.
0: One thing that is cool though that I've noticed for all these petitions and every petition now in Change.org is that they have a QR code. So you can Whoa, now... Oh,
2: I see that. You, I see that.
0: You can now download a QR code um, to help People find the petition, so that's that's great. This one's at fourteen. He's trying to get to twenty-five. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not signing this one. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Go up on stage. Try it out. You know what I mean? Try out some of these jokes.
0: Right. right. Where stop? Stop using your material at the uh, Republican uh, debates. Right. And yeah. uh, Stop
2: trying to become. You know, the VP with all your burns. Exactly. Vivek. This next one is called, I want a Hanukkah bush, in parentheses, aka Christmas tree. So this person said, I think that we should have a Hanukkah bush because it's pretty and we all like it. And even though a lot of us are hashtag Jewish, we aren't a Jewish house. We are just based on Jewish values, smiley face.
0: So, I think what this person is saying is they want to have a Hanukkah bush, which is, you know, they just like it and they think it's nice. And I get that because I feel like as a kid, you always heard this stuff about Hanukkah bushes and, like, Hanukkah Harry or, like...
2: Yes, which was an SNL sketch, I think.
0: Was it? Yeah. There was always sort of so. this talk, I think, of, like when you're Jewish, like, wanting to kind of have... And I know we have Hanukkah, but it doesn't have the tree. It doesn't have the same kind of, like, symbolism, the same kind of stuff. And and I will say, even for me, I never had a tree growing up, and I've had one for maybe the last, like, five or six years. And it is kind of cool to have a tree in the house. Yeah. You know, there's a whole debate versus, like, a synthetic versus a real tree. What's better? You know, the real tree... Can decompose the synthetic ones. You can use year after year, but they're going to landfill. You know, so it's you know wherever you land on what kind of tree. It is nice having a tree. I get it. You know, you can sometimes feel kind of left out if everyone's got a tree and you don't. But I also think just Hanukkah bushes just aren't a thing, and it's just too late to make it into a thing.
2: Well, Jonah, do you remember when we were little, we had Christmas stockings? Yep, and they were in like that living room area. Yeah, and then I remember. One year, Mom stopped doing it, and she said, you know, it was because Santa's not real and we're not Christian.
0: Do you know the follow-up to that, what I did?
2: I know what I did, but I'd like to hear what you did first after you heard that. Okay,
0: no, I want to hear what you did. What
2: I did was I immediately started crying And mom sort of tried to take it back. And she said, because uh, she could tell I was just heartbroken that she was telling me Santa wasn't real, etc. And so then she said, you know, like in the Polar Express, that book, she was like, oh, we're at the end. They say, you know, it's real if you believe in it. And she was like, so it's real if you believe in it. And I was like, hey, mom, too little, too late. Now, what did you do?
0: I have a fairly clear memory of this. I said, Okay. And then I snuck down in the middle of the night and put some socks in there. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember that. And came down the next morning and surprised, there was no candy in my socks. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. And the other thing I remember was we always had to make cookies for Santa, a.k.a. Dad. (laughs) We always have to leave so many cookies in there. But yeah, I snuck down and I I was like I'm going to put my my stocking down there and Santa's going to fill it up like I don't care what, <laughs> so what mom and dad say. And then I came down and I was like Santa's not real and that was the day I became, you know, that was That was <laughs> grew up. Yeah, that was the day I grew up. Yep.
2: It's so funny, Jonah, that mom and dad were like, "Okay, there's Santa's not real. We're not doing stockings this year." And you were like, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool." <laughs> and you're you were like, he's obviously real. I'm going to put my own sock down there and he's always going to put stuff in it. Like this is kind of like when we made a fake um, tooth out of paper and tried to get money from the tooth. Fairy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird when you're in that in between age where you're like, I'm pretty sure this, this like, I'm not sure this could go either way. Like this could be real or it could be totally not real. This could be mom and dad, but it could be real. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I
2: just, Jonah, I will never forget us putting that fake fluorescent paper, huge tooth, and saying, This is a dinosaur tooth. It's worth a lot of money, and putting it under your pillow, and then getting this note the next day. And us, I remember us looking at the note that was clearly from mom from the tooth fairy that was like, Nice try, but you didn't get me. And us trying to be like, Wait, whose handwriting is that? Is that mom's handwriting? And then us being like, I actually think it's the Tooth Fairy's handwriting. That doesn't look like mom's handwriting.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting time. So yeah, so, okay.
2: I want to tell one more story, which is that one time I came home from school and mom was like, we're going to make Hanukkah decorations. She was like, I feel bad that you don't get to decorate. We don't have a tree and you don't get to decorate. So we're going to make Hanukkah decorations. And that to me really made a difference. I I, I want to say I don't think you necessarily need a Hanukkah bush. You could just make signs with glitter, which I know parents out there going, uh, don't get don't don't get my kids started with glitter. They're, we're gonna have a, uh, glitter gets everywhere, as right? you know. Yeah. But who's vacuuming
0: um, up that glitter?
2: Okay. I like the spirit of this one. I just think this person could not have put less effort into. <laughs> this is two sentences long. And she says, even though a lot of us aren't hashtag Jewish, we have a Jewish... Like, it just is a little bit like, could this person spell out their case a little more clearly? I would appreciate that. I
0: get that. Okay, so our last one is, we need a candy cane emoji. Yes. This one has 155 signatures, so not bad. This one's to Apple, and it says, candy canes are great. They're an amazing way to spread holiday cheer and get a very important message across. Candy canes are meaningful to everyone who celebrates Christmas, and even people who don't celebrate can have them as a great snack. Without a candy cane emoji, what's the point of even owning a phone? The whole reason I bought my Apple phone was to send the candy cane emoji to my friends. I refuse to buy another Apple product until this is changed. Candy canes also look cool. They're fun. I want to send them to my friends, please. So, Vanessa, what do you think about this petition for a candy cane emoji? There are multiple... Uh, petitions on here about that.
2: Really? Well, first of all, I'm shocked that that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
2: I'm shocked. I would say that I see this person's point. I do not totally agree that people who don't celebrate Christmas would have candy canes as a great snack. I don't think most people eat them as a snack. I think they eat them as a sweet candy dessert to celebrate the holiday. But I don't celebrate, you know, I I don't celebrate Christmas really. And I love getting a candy cane. So I would say I see this person's point. I also like that this person gave it steaks. Like they weren't just trying to be funny. And they also said like, I'm not buying another Apple product until there's a candy cane emoji. And do I think Apple's going to give an, Any kind of a crap about that? No. But at the same time, I like how this person was very genuine and made a good case for it and also said, you know, what they're going to do if it doesn't happen. So I'm on board for this one. What about you, Jonah?
0: I I think candy canes are disgusting.
2: I hear you. I, um, I actually kind of think they're disgusting too. I don't know why I said I really <laughs> like them. I like candy canes in, like, have you had the Trader Joe's peppermint bark?
0: No, but that that sounds good, but that's a, a totally different thing.
2: But it has candy cane pieces in it. Oh, it
0: does? It. Yeah. Okay.
2: Sorry, I didn't make yeah. that
0: clear. I like peppermint flavored stuff, but I don't like candy cane. I feel like candy canes always seem like a good idea. And then you get like two seconds into it and you're like, oh, this is just like, yeah, tastes like, I don't want to like, do this. I like don't want to do this. Toothpaste. Why did I start it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got too much toothpaste vibes for me. My wife, last night, we were talking about candy canes. She said the blue ones are good. I think they're more of like a raspberry.
2: Ooh, that's fun.
0: So that sounds good. But yeah, as far as your traditional candy cane, yeah, I mean, calling this a great snack. That's tough. Tough. Yeah, anyone who's like, hey, can you want a snack? Here's a candy cane. I'd be like, uh, this is not a snack. And then, yeah, the idea of like this being the only reason you want a phone. I don't know. It's just like maybe you're not ready for this yet.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. maybe
0: you're not ready to have a phone if this is your number one criteria.
2: Yeah, I hear you. And you know, I just checked my phone because I still was in disbelief that it hasn't happened yet. And there still is no candy cane emoji.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, to your point, Vanessa, and to this this person's point, yeah, it is surprising. I mean, there's so many emojis yeah. that you would think that it would just, it's such a such a part of the holiday season that you would think they would have it in there. But, you know, it, it's... You know, I, I don't feel really strong about this one. I if someone had, hey, hey, Jonah, do you want a candy cane? Say no, thanks. I mean, unless yeah. I was like super hungry, because it's like it's just too sweet. It's too toothpastey. It's just not. It's just not. Yeah, not to sound like the Grinch here, but it's just not my 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 thing.
2: Yeah. Also, yeah, I'd go. Uh, I'd go. Excuse me, I'm a chocolate That's what I want. I want. Right? I, I'll take some chocolate over a candy cane any day. Yeah. But to this person's point would be kind of a cute emoji. Okay. So Jonah, now we're going to vote on which petition we would sign if we had to sign one. The first one is share the wealth Santa, which is concerning sharing Santa's magic. Unclear. The second one is I want a Hanukkah bush. Again, unclear. Like this person's trying to say we should all, oh, this person, I think, is just talking about in her own house. It's almost okay. like a petition to her family, I think, but unclear, okay. Wish, okay. wish she had clarified. And then the last one is we need a candy cane emoji. Now, my opinion of the second one just changed. Okay, that's fair. Because it's it's so specific, and I feel like this person might be able to get done with the petition what they wanted. Now, Jonah, which one would you vote for?
0: And This is actually really tough because I, I have no real strong feelings about any of these. <laughs> um, I guess it's I'm going to go with the candy cane emoji, not because I'm a fan of candy canes, but just because it seems the most rooted in reality. And it's I get you know if you're into candy canes, sure you should have this. You can text it to your friend. You know that's if that makes put the smile on your face. Sure, who am I to say no? But but, you know, I wouldn't sign this one per se. I wouldn't right. scan the least you had the, to pick one, yeah. I wouldn't scan the QR code for this one to tell you that much. <laughs> uh, Vanessa, what about you? Which one are you, well, you saying? I was
2: going to say the same one. And then when I was sort of looking at this one again just now, I realized this clearly Gen Z person is she just wants it in her house. Okay. It's just I want a Hanukkah Bush. And she's sort of it's almost like the petition. Is it made out to her parents? I just want to look really quickly and see. It's made out to Oh, it's made out to her sorority. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, that that changes it. The that changes it once again.
2: I, I appreciate You know what? And I think she she wants, you know, they probably have a Christmas tree in her sorority house. She probably wants a Hanukkah bush. I think it has 77 supporters, probably all of her sorority sisters, so that's very nice. I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with this okay. one. Okay. So yeah, believe it or not, do I wish she, again, she had done a better job of sort of writing a more clear petition? Sure. But that's not what we're deciding. So Right. Wow. Jonah, happy holidays to you and, to yes. and yours.
0: Yes. And happy holidays to you and yours as well. Thank you everyone for listening to that. We hope you learned something about Gremlins. You learned something about us and maybe you learned a little something about yourself in the process. Wow.
2: Beautiful. Really beautiful. Well, that was really fun, Jonah. As you wrote, thanks so much to both of us for putting together such an incredible episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode. Again, we will be off for the next two weeks, but we will be playing some really incredible episodes when we were guests on other really fun podcasts. And then when we're back, we will discuss more stories from our childhood, like the holidays, gremlins, etc., Happy holidays, everyone. Have a great new year and we'll see you soon.